in the Christian calendar for the whole world. Not just for us, not just for Australia, not just for Marupna, not just for Shepparton, but for the whole world. This is the most important day in the Christian calendar and hopefully for you as well. The first thing I'd like to do this morning with us together is to read from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, starting at verse 1, and I'm reading from the Living Bible this morning. Before I read this, I know the children have already got their sheets and things, but I would like all of the children to come out the front, and this is what chaplains do, all right, being a being a Christian chaplain for the last 15 years and being a chaplain to the church and to children today, I want you all, all the children to come out the front, please, and come and sit on the floor in front of me, and I'll just move this a bit, and I'm going to... Uh, thank you, brother. Okay, I know you've started probably your reading. Good girl. Have a seat on the floor with me today. Because I'm going to read to you a story. I'm going to read to you a story. Good girl. I'm going to read to you a story that is a true story. All right? This is a true story. And I'm going to read straight from the Bible. Good boys. Have a seat. Good lad. Forced. Great. Matthew 28. And I want you to listen to this true story. You ready? It says... After the Sabbath day, as Sunday morning was dawning, is it Sunday today? Good, I'm glad you realised. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. But suddenly there was a violent earthquake. An angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled the stone away and sat on it. That's the funny bit I like. The angel sat on this big stone. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. That was the angel. Now the guards were so afraid that they were guarding the tomb, they became like dead men. They were still. Then the angel spoke to the woman. You must not be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. But guess what? He is not here. He has been raised, just as he said. Come here and see the place where he was lying. And the angel said, go quickly now and tell the disciples. He's been raised from death and now he's going to Galilee ahead of you there and then you will see him. Remember what I have told you. Don't forget. So they left the tomb in a hurry afraid and yet filled with joy and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Peace be with you. They came up to him, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Do not be afraid, Jesus said to them. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. And while the women were on their way, some of the soldiers guarding the tomb went back to the city and told the chief priests, the people in charge of the city, everything that had happened. The chief priests met with the elders and made their plans. They gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, just say to the disciples during the night, somebody stole the body. 
And if the governor should hear of this, we will convince him that you are innocent and you'll have nothing to worry about. And so the story is that Jesus rose from the dead after three days. What a great true story for you to hang on to for the rest of your lives as you continue to love Jesus and find out more about him each day. Great story, isn't it? Okay, you can go back to your seats and start to do those, those drawings. You can still listen to me if, if it's interesting. He lives. He lives today and he lives within your heart. I'm going to read the passage of scripture in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 53. I'm going to be reading a lot of scripture because this is the truth and we need to hear God's word and we need to hear what God says from his word. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Got it, brother? Verse 1. Who would have believed what we now report? Who could have seen the Lord's hand in this? It was the will of the Lord that his servant grow like a plant, taking root in dry ground. He had no dignity or beauty, to make us take notice of him. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing that would draw us to him. We despised him and rejected him. He endured suffering and pain. No one would ever look at him. We ignored him as if he were nothing. But he endured the suffering that should have been ours, the pain that we should have borne. All the while we thought that his suffering was punishment sent by God. But because of our sins he was wounded, beaten because of the evil we did. We are healed by the punishment he suffered, made whole by the blows he received. All of us were like lost sheep and were lost, each of us going his own way. But the Lord made the punishment fall on him the punishment all of us deserved. He was treated harshly, but endured it humbly. He never said a word, like a lamb about to be slaughtered, like the sheep about to be sheared. He never said a word. He was arrested and sentenced and led off to die. And no one cared about his fate. He was put to death for the sins of our people. He was placed in a grave with evil men and was buried with the rich, even though he had never committed a crime or even told a lie. The Lord says, It was my will that he should suffer. His death was a sacrifice to bring forgiveness. And so he will see his descendants. He will live a long life and through him my purpose will succeed. After a life of suffering, he will again have joy. He will know that he did not suffer in vain. My devoted servant, with whom I am pleased, will bear the punishment of many 
and for his sake I will forgive them. And so I will give him a place of honour, a place among great and powerful men. He willingly gave his life and shared the fate of evil men. He took the place of many sinners and prayed that they might be forgiven. May God give us understanding of his precious and glorious word this morning. Judas Iscariot betrayed him. His own disciples, his closest friends ran away. They denied him. I never knew him, some said. And these were his closest friends. People told lies about him. He was wrongly accused. His clothes were stripped off. He was beaten. A crown of thorns was put on his head and then hit with a stick. They spat on him. They tortured him. He was humiliated. There were horrible injuries. He was degraded. Pain indescribable to us today. The worst death ever known. And even on the cross, they still hurled insults at him, unimaginable to us today. And then we also think about that God knew that this was going to happen. Jesus knew that this was going to happen from the very beginning of time, before the world was made. Still, he went through with it. The world rejected him. But God had a plan. And this was part of the plan. And that's unimaginable to us because we can't comprehend that a loving God would have a plan to put Jesus on the cross and go through all of that pain and all of that rejection from so many from the world. And that the world that he loved as well and the world that he loved because he loves you and he loves me. There's a passage in Colossians that I'd like to read now in Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 17. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17 says this, Christ existed before all things, and in union with him all things have their proper place. He's the head of the body, the church. He is the source of the body's life. He is the firstborn son who was raised from death in order that he alone might have the first place in all things. Verse 19. For it was by God's own decision that the son has in himself the full nature of God. 
Through the Son, then, God decided to bring the whole universe back to himself. Now, is that the whole universe? The whole universe can become Christians. This is God's plan. God made peace through his son's death on the cross and so brought back to himself all things, both on earth and in heaven. At one time you were far away from God and were his enemies because of the evil things that you did and thought. But now, by means of the physical death of his son, God has made you and me his friends in order to bring you and me holy, pure and faultless into his presence. You must, of course, continue faithful, to be faithful on a firm and sure foundation. And you must not allow yourself to be shaken from the hope you gained when you heard the gospel message. It is of this gospel that I, Paul, became a servant. This gospel which has been preached to everyone in the world. What a great passage of scripture that just encapsulates the gospel message. That reading is so important to us. It talks also about our first love, as Matt mentioned about his first love for Melissa this morning. So when did you, here's a question for you, when did you hear about Jesus for the first time? And when did you ask Jesus to be your saviour? Can you remember that first realisation of the need to have Jesus in your heart and the need to start afresh and be forgiven for your sins and receive the Holy Spirit, that very first love? When did it change you from the inside out? And if you reflect back, you were changed from the inside out forever, never to go back to the old ways. And as we've been hearing in the songs this morning, Jesus has done it all for us. He's done everything to bring us to himself. And Jesus has done it all just for you and just for me. Just so that we can engage in the most rewarding relationship ever to come your way. I can remember when I first became a Christian and first realised that I needed to follow Jesus. I can remember being in a mission meeting when I was nine years old. And in that mission meeting, I can remember sitting there listening to the evangelist from Open Air Campaigners. And he was talking about how that you need to receive. You need to receive Jesus into your heart. And I can remember the specific moment when I got out of my seat and walked forward to the front and people prayed for me, and I know that Jesus was with me. That special time when you can remember that. And then I can remember riding my bike home to tell mum and dad. And I don't think my bike touched the road 
at that time. I was just so enthusiastic and so overjoyed that this was the beginning of something fresh and something new that God was doing in my life. And I can also remember my first love of my wife, Eileen. I can remember that specifically, but she can't remember because she didn't know I was interested at all. It took a fair while for me to gain some uh, interest. She thought I was just friends with her brother, but that wasn't the real thing, was it? It was just the behind thing. The question we need to ask ourselves as a church as well, as life church together. And at the AGM I mentioned uh, just last week that when our prophet Steve was here a few weeks ago on the Saturday night, I can remember sitting back and thinking, you know, what is God going to speak to me about? And the thing that came to me was one word, which was stay. Stay focused on what God wants you to do. Stay in life, church. Stay the course of what God has for me in the future. And that was very, very specific. Very specific for me to know that God had spoken to me through his word, through his prophet, to say, stay the course. Stay the course. And I'm telling you today, Stay the course of what God has called you to do. Stay the course. Amen. You can clap. It's all right. Is Jesus here? Brothers and sisters, is Jesus here? He is here right now. Absolutely. Thank you. Because we believe and have faith that this is the truth and we have experienced Jesus for ourselves. He lives in us every day. So what is our challenge? After we hear the words of the gospel message and after we hear and sing the songs about Jesus crucified and then risen from the dead, what is our response? Our first response should be to live the life that Jesus wants us to live, to have that personal relationship with Jesus that personal relationship with Jesus that is so important and that's the reason that Jesus died. That's the reason that Jesus rose and lives today. Amen? So today, as Life Church people, we want to serve together, don't we? We want to serve our risen Saviour together. Do we need to rekindle our first love, as you reflect on that first love that you had when you first realised that you needed Jesus to be in your heart, do we need to rekindle that first love? And you can answer that for yourself. Each one of us needs to answer that. Do we need to rekindle our friendships with each other? As COVID finishes, praise God, hopefully it's all over, do we need to rekindle our relationships? Because lots of people have been in confinement, alone, feeling like nobody cares. Others, others of us have coped very well, 
but others haven't. It's all up and down. What do you need to do to rekindle relationships with Jesus and with others? And a question for us together is, what does Jesus think of our church? What does Jesus think of our church? What do we need to do together? Let us be united together to push hard at developing a continued growth in our relationships with Jesus first. Jesus first, others second. Because if we have that right and true relationship with his Holy Spirit within our hearts, others' things will flow from that. But we need to remember that this is our first love. Our first love is for Jesus himself. Jesus is a jealous God. He wants us for himself. And that's our responsibility to respond to that to respond to Jesus being in our hearts and spending time with him. As Matt has already said, spending time with people you love, but spending time first with Jesus. I've got a few quotes here. For who Jesus is. And sometimes we say that Jesus is our strength. But I want to rephrase that this morning, that he is strength. He is strength. He is love. He is our first love. He is righteous. He is the living Christ. He is eternal life. He is perseverance. He is truth. He is the Holy Spirit. He is justice. He is peace. He is all I need. He is. True? He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega, every day. And every day we need to remember this is him. This is our saviour who was crucified but lives today. He is risen today and he is risen forever. Sent his Holy Spirit to be among us, to be in our hearts, to love and care for us and to show others the love that we have for him. Especially today, being the day that we call as Christians the most important day in the world, If today that you have not received Jesus as your saviour, then today is a day for you. Today is a day when you can rekindle or begin new life with Jesus. In the Revelation story, in chapter 2 of Revelation Verses 1 to 7. The Ephesus church had something lacking. And it was their first love that Matt has referred to already. The first love. And I'm going to read to you just 
part of the Revelation story of chapter 2. I'm just going to read Revelation chapter 2, starting at verse 4. Because these, in Revelation, it talks about the different churches and what they were lacking. Some of the churches were lacking different things, and some of them had positive things as well. But the one thing that in Ephesus that was lacking is this. It says in verse 4, But this is what I have against you. You do not love me now as you did at first. Think how far you have fallen. Turn from your sins and do what you did at first. If you don't turn from your sins, I will come and take your lampstand from you and from your place. But this is what you have in your favour. You hate what is evil as much as I do. If you have ears, then listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. To those who win the victory, I will give the right to eat the fruit of the tree of life that grows in the garden of God. So two things there that really stand out to me is that they had lost their first love. You do not love me now as you did at first. You see, they'd lost their way. They'd lost their first love. And if we look back and realise our first love, that needs to increase as we grow as Christians and as we grow to love the Lord more and more and realise how much we need him and how much he's done for us. And then it goes on in verse 6 specifically to say, hate evil. Hate evil. And that's the one thing we can hate, isn't it? We can hate evil. We can hate evil things. And then the last thing that's mentioned there is if you have ears, then listen to what the Spirit says. And what the Spirit says to each one of us can be very different. Because we serve a personal God, we serve a personal God who loves you individually and loves me individually, he speaks to us individually. And he speaks to us specifically for what we need, not what we want, but what we need, what we need to hear, and we need to respond in the right way. The last scripture that I would love to just share with you this morning is, I believe, the most well-known scripture in the Word of God. The most well-known scripture in the Word of God for the whole world. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to be its judge but to be the saviour of the world. The saviour of the world. That's in a nutshell the scripture, the, the gospel message for us today. 
And I pray that you have been encouraged today to continue not only just to read God's word, but to gain that personal, private relationship with Jesus as he wants you to. Jesus is yearning for you to spend time with him. That's where it all begins. Would the band like to come, please? So as we, as we finish this morning, remembering that this is such an important day in the life of us as followers of Jesus, if in any way you would like to rekindle that love for Jesus that you feel like you have lost, then we would love to pray with you today. And if today is the first time that you've heard about what Jesus has done for you on the cross and being risen from the dead, then let's all stand now and make a response in our hearts together as individuals, as life church, as people who believe in the one true God, knowing that this is the truth the powerful truth that can transform each of us, that can transform everybody's life because of the love that Jesus has for us and because of what he alone did for us. Let's sing together. They wept, the morning sun was dead, the savior of the world was fallen, his body on the cross, his blood poured out for us, the weight of every curse upon him. Final breath he gave, a 
As heaven looked away, the Son of God was laid in darkness. A battle in the grave, the war on death was waged, the power of hell forever broken. The ground began to shake, the storm was rolled away.
something to say this morning that's extremely important because something happened seven years ago nine years ago to this very day tell us nine years ago today I wandered into this church not knowing what to expect and walked out born again Christian to today I've surrendered myself to God and to Jesus the miracles he has worked on me in those nine years is uh, just unbelievable and there's more to come thank you to Melissa and Matt for all the work you do in the church you've helped me along the way as you do with everybody else and I thank you for your presence and God bless you in the future thank you good stuff good stuff and Jim would also like to say if anyone wants to be that person today and become a Christian come and see Jim come see Jim he knows he knows the love of Jesus so I pray that you would go in peace today to continue to love and serve our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ who died for you. Amen. Come and be blessed if you need special blessing or come if you need healing this morning. The front's open, you can come.
Till I met. 